¿Qué pasó, papá? ¿Y qué hay para esta noche? y Happy Cinco de Mayo en, en programa de hoy celebramos a Cinco de Mayo y también Chepico son un homosexual que sale de armario hola JP hola Justin la cara en mis pantalones está creciendo el molde porque de demasiado caliente de veras pero el muchacho de pollo tiene la cabeza más pequeña de los mundos Sí, lo oigo siempre decir que rasgare otra vez de sus bolas. Pero soy un hermano horrible porque tengo gusto de afectar cabras y de tener sexo con ellas. Oh, ¿cuál es sí. el significado de esta demostración? Usted bastardo calvo. Ah, 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 sí, nunca amará, nunca habrá gritado. Aspire en mi meat sickle. <risa> no te creas. There you go. Relaje. No se preocupa. Tenga un homebrew. <laughs> Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Yes. We're celebrating the Spanish tradition here today on Lunch Meat. That's true. It's and actually I Mexican tradition, but that's all right. Whatever. I haven't had an ounce to drink, and I feel drunk as a skunk. <laughs> What is Cinco de Mayo, JP? Well, let me g gather around. Why don't you sit bow-legged on the floor here? Uh, <laughs> bow-legged? What does I that think, have I mean, to do with that Indian style, but that's all right. <laughs> Um, Cinco de Mayo is actually, it commemorates the victory of the Mexican militia over the French army at the Battle of Puebla is in that 1862. Right? It has nothing to do with the Independence Day of Mexico, which is, as everyone knows, as every good American Christian knows, it's September 16th. That's Mexican Independence Day? Yes, that's correct. So the 5th of May is really just, I hate the French day. Pretty much, if you're, what it is. If you're a Mexican, you get to celebrate kicking the ass of yeah. the French. yeah. I like it, that. It's funny because supposedly not all of Mexico celebrates uh, Cinco de Mayo, only like the you know people in Puebla and some surrounding states and Mexico City. But I think all of the United States celebrate. Oh yeah, we're all Cinco de Mayo. we're all completely happy to get drunk yeah. and celebrate our neighboring country, <laughs> our countrymen. Who cares if the French got <laughs> booted out of Mexico or not, man? I care. I those stupid French. <laughs> Well, it, nobody uh, likes the French. No, but I guess Mexico, because uh, Fr uh, France helped liberate uh, Mexico from Spain after then, the, that war. Uh, before that, oh, because the Independence Day came before that. I see. And then, Fr and then Mexico owed France a bunch of money, so France decided to come in and say, uh, "No, I need my money back." I see. You know, and basically, then like crackheads just kind of swelled, swelled up and beat them down. So it's actually kind of. Uh, Kind of a way to get out of your debts. It's just beat up the people who want the bills, and you know, there you go. Yeah, I could, I could stand to do a little bit of that myself <laughs> with, with my creditors. Hey, sorry, Capital One, I'm gonna beat your ass. I don't owe you nothing. <laughs> yeah. Celebrate. How do you like our new intro music? I actually love it, and I think I want to play it every day of my life. <laughs> All right, welcome to Lunch Meet. My name is Justin, and I'm here with JP. Hi, that's me. I'm JP. We're your hosts, and we've got just a great show planned for you, as usual. Oh, man. I mean, if you guys are even, you know, in on this whole Lunch Meet deal, you know exactly what we have for you. What do we have for him? <laughs> no idea. 
Now, we got good stuff for you today, including not just one, but yes. two Lunch Meat Minutes. Wow. We've got another great Lunch Meat game today. We do. Called Refried Beans. We do. That will be coming up a little bit later on in the show, and that's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know if we have anything to give away for le- for refried beans, but I think that the the game itself is prize enough. This is true. You have the pride in the fact that you know I'm putting on these glasses. I feel like Bono right now. These yellow John John's glasses. These yellow glasses. I found Peace. this thing in my inbox today. Um, have you I'm seen finding this? things in your box is no good. <laughs> well, you know how they send around these chain emails. Yes. Do you do that? Do you do the forward thing? No, like, I delete them. Like you know the the you gotten the gasoline ones lately, like, where um, you're supposed to um, boycott one company, n- no. not not buy any gasoline from like the biggest oil company. Everybody's supposed to band together, send out this email to ten people that you know, and we all band together and we we beat the oil companies. Right. Uh, they're ridiculous. I delete them all too. Yeah. My brother sends these things, or the ones that say if you don't send, they're really retarded. It's like being in in, in third grade again, <laughs> where they say if you don't send this to ten people that you know within ten minutes, you will have bad luck for thirty-seven yeah, your years. Your balls will fall off. Yeah. It, what the fuck is wrong with these people? My my favorite is is the one where it goes around saying Bill Gates is actually tracking this. He wants to see how many people use right. Internet Explorer or some bullshit. So if you go yeah. through, he'll pay you twenty bucks. If Everyone. Yeah, and it's like, whatever, dude. The guy's <sighs> not the richest man in the world by throwing his money away to douchebags on the internet like you guys. Yeah, what is wrong with these people? I- anyway, I don't forward anything along. But then also sometimes Thank people you. just send you funny stuff that yeah. kind of go around the internet. And yep. I'll look at some of that. I'll delete some of it. This one I thought was interesting. Have you seen this? The international rules of manhood. No. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Oh, my God. And I thought this being lunch meat, we could stand to learn a few. (laughs) That's true. So I'm going to read to you some of the international rules of manhood. Uh, Number one is, under no circumstances may two men share an umbrella. (laughs) I think that's true. (laughs) Yeah. It's okay for a man to cry only under the following circumstances. Okay. A, when a heroic dog dies to save its master. Eh. You can cry during that. The moment Angelina Jolie starts unbuttoning her blouse. Yeah. <laughs> after wrecking your boss's car and when she is using her teeth. <laughs> Man's allowed to cry during all those things. Any man who brings a camera to a bachelor party may be legally killed and eaten by his buddies. That's true. It is true. And I had a friend do this. Yes. And we all looked at him like he was Saddam Hussein. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Put yeah. that thing away. Camera phones. Oh, yeah. Leave your camera phones at home. Yep. You do not go to a bachelor party with a camera. Unless he murdered someone in your family, you must bail a friend out of jail within 12 hours. That's a good one. It's important. If you've known a guy for more than 24 hours, his sister is officially off limits forever, unless you actually marry her. <laughs> it's true. Moaning about the brand of free beer in a buddy's fridge is forbidden. However, complain at will if the temperature is unsuitable. <laughs> I had to think long and that. hard about that one, because if I showed at, a, at somebody's house and, and he offered me a beer and it was free, but, all, but it was, a, a, say a, let's say, for example, a Coors Light, I think I'd have to complain about it still, even though I get the point that you shouldn't be complaining about free beer. Well, you could bitch about it, but I think complaining is different. Okay. No, I like this one. No man shall ever be required to buy a birthday present for another man. There you go. In fact, even remembering your buddy's birthday is strictly optional. Yes. At that point, you must celebrate at a strip bar of the birthday boy's choice. I, yeah, I have a friend who bitches at me all the time. You, I, my birthday was yesterday. Dude, I'm busy. Sorry. <laughs> Unless you have a vagina, I'm not going to remember. That's right. And even right. then, it's a stretch. And even then, it might happen. On a road trip, the strongest bladder determines pit stops, not the weakest. <laughs> The, the international rules one. of manhood. When stumbling upon other guys watching a sporting event, you may ask the score of the game in progress, but you may never ask who's playing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, you may flatulate in front of a woman only after you've brought her to climax. Yes. If you trap her head under the covers for the purpose of flatulent entertainment, she's officially your girlfriend. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I love that. Uh, here's another alcoholic beverage one. 
It is permissible to drink a fruity alcoholic drink only when you're sunning on a tropical beach and it's delivered by a topless model and only when it's free. (laughs) Lots of requirements for the fruity alcoholic beverage. Only in situations of moral and or physical peril are you allowed to kick another guy in the nuts. Yes, exactly. There's two things you don't touch on a man, the car and the nuts. Right. Here's one that for some reason I envision you're going to need to know someday. Okay. Unless you're in prison, never fight naked. (laughs) It's very important. Friends don't let friends wear Speedos, ever. I agree. Issue closed. If a man's fly is down, that's his problem. You didn't see anything. (laughs) The international rules of manhood here, folks. Women who claim that they love to watch sports must be treated as spies until they demonstrate knowledge of the game and the ability to drink as much as the other sports watchers. <laughs> um, a man, ah, that one's no good. There's one I'm wondering about. Go ahead. I wonder if it's on there. Is it gay to watch a porn with a bunch of other guys? I think I so. I say yes. It's not on here. I think that's real gay. I think, yeah. Like at a bachelor party, I went to one a couple years ago, and they brought this nasty porn. I'm like, this is really homo. I'm not into this. Yeah, that's gay. If you compliment a guy on his six-pack, you'd better be talking about his choice of beer. <laughs> hey, nice abs. Yeah, that's definitely homo. Phrases that may not be uttered to another man while lifting weights. <laughs> a... Yeah, baby, push it. B, come on, give me one more, harder. And C, another set and we can hit the showers. <laughs> Things you never say to another man while you're working out. i got to re-examine my vocabulary at the gym now. Never talk to an, a man in a bathroom unless you're on equal footing, <laughs> i.e. both urinating, both waiting in line, etc. For all, for all other situations, an almost imperceptible nod is all the conversation you need. <laughs> Never allow a telephone conversation with a woman to go on longer than you're able to have sex with her. (laughs) Keep a stopwatch by the phone. Hang up if necessary. This one's good. The morning after you and a girl who was formerly just a friend have carnal, drunken monkey sex, the fact that you're feeling weird and guilty is no reason for you not to nail each other again before the discussion about what a big mistake it was. (laughs) Very true. Um... Thou shalt not buy a car in the colors of brown, pink, lime green, orange, or sky blue. The girl who replies to the question, what do you want for Christmas with, if you loved me, you'd know what I want, gets an Xbox. End of story. (laughs) (laughs) There is no reason for guys to watch figure skating or soap operas. We've all heard about people having guts or balls, but do you really know the difference between them? In an effort to keep you informed, the definition of each is listed below. Guts is arriving home late after a night out with the guys, being assaulted by your wife with a broom, and having the guts to say, are you still cleaning or are you flying somewhere? Balls is coming home late after a night with the guys smelling of perfume and beer and lipstick on your collar, slapping your wife on the ass and having the balls to say, you're next. (laughs) The difference between guts and balls. That's about it right there. Those are the international rules of manhood that I thought would be uh, pretty interesting for us to to know. I feel manly right now. I'm going to adjust my crotch. Hold on. Yep. There we go. It's official now. Speaking of manly, you want to do uh, one of our lunch Whoa, meat minutes? Minute. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> thought you were hitting on me for a second. I'm sorry. Not yet. This one's funny. This was a lunch meat minute left. You know, last week we discussed JP going to Seattle. We did. And you'll have to tune into last week's show, I think, to get the full story. I'm not going to reveal it here. But uh, some of this next voicemail, this rant, this lunch meat minute, mm-hmm. is for those of you who tuned in last week and, uh, and really kind of understand lunch meat. Okay. And JP, for that matter. You uh, ready for this, JP? I don't know. Should I be? Should I brace myself? It's good. A lunch meat minute. What's the number for that? Uh, 206-888-4645. If you would like to leave us a lunch meat minute, you can do it at any time. It's just a voicemail box. doesn't matter what time of day. Uh, the best ones are when you're completely hammered, so feel free to do that. Uh, this one was left for us this week. Hello. I am calling to leave a rant. First, I'd like to get some background information. My name is Raul. I am 35 and single, and I'm originally from Cuba. I have dark eyes, fair skin, and beautiful curls. I just had a perm done at the beginning of April, 
I love Seattle, and I meet a lot of interesting people there. Recently, I met a nice fellow by the name of JP in the bathroom <laughs> at the bus stop. He was talking on the phone. After his call, we talked and left. I couldn't get a smile out of my mind. He told me he was all about his brewing company and that he was a CEO in order to keep around. He sounded like a real important man. Finally, we left the bathrooms and ordered around his drinks. What can I say? We just clicked. We had our laugh. My friends are calling him Gay Pete. Later, we danced. Well, he wasn't the best dancer, but he definitely knew what he was doing. Later, we ended up at my place, and well, I don't want to spill all of our romantic details, but... <laughs> now, for the rest, I gave you my heart. You said I was special. You said that you would call me when you got back home. You haven't, you bastard. You won't answer my telephone calls. You, you, I know you have my number. I'm not a piece of meat. I have feelings, too, you know. Damn it, I love you. There's nothing wrong with our love. It's okay. Please call me. We can be great. Sincerely, Gay P's Lover. <laughs> I knew that the bus stop was a gay bar, JP. <laughs> oh, I want to throw up. I mean, oh. what was that? <laughs> I, you know... You told him you were the CEO of the beer company you work for yeah. to sound important? Apparently so. I don't remember. And then you didn't even call him the next day. I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> the number for you, too, to leave a ranch, rant is uh, 206-888-4645. <laughs> that was creepy. <laughs> Uh, because it was it was uh, extremely realistic, JP. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if that, that if that makes you as nervous as it makes me. No, no. Well, I can't. Uh, no, never mind. I'm a little disturbed <laughs> yeah. by the uh, realism in that man's voice. <laughs> I don't know what happened at the bus stop, but I, I was I was just kidding. Well, I guess the uh, I guess the, uh, the 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 phone connection in prison isn't isn't as good because it was kind of kind of <laughs> scratchy. It was a little grainy. <laughs> I got another one to play for you later. That was pretty good. I'll save that one. That was a good one. I like the lunch meat minute. A lot of fun. A little bit of news here. This happened in Budapest. I thought this was real interesting and disgusting. Budapest. You guys know how I'm kind of a germ freak about stuff. Um, yeah, the pee on the hands. I just read that. Yeah, that's not yeah. being a freak, though. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. There's nothing freaky about not yeah. wanting another man's piss on your hands. Don't pee on your hands. Yeah, well, anyway, I don't want to but even it, touching but like the, the the urinals and everything else. I use my foot. What about the one like the stand up urinal? You reach your foot up five feet into the air and hit that Dude, lever. Where do you go to have a stand up urinal that you have to flush still? It's all automatic nowadays. Or you just leave it there for the next guy who doesn't care. So you don't flush the stand up urinal. No, not if it, if it can't flush by itself. I'm not going to help it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Anyway, it's a whole disgusting thing. Germ freak. It's not, I don't understand how not wanting piss as, uh, on your hands is a germ freak. Hungarian builders who drank their way to the bottom of a huge barrel of rum while renovating a house got a nasty surprise when a pickled corpse tumbled out of the empty barrel, <laughs> a police magazine website reported. According to the online magazine www.zaru.hu, it's Z-S-A-R-U, workers in... Seged, in the south of Hungary, tried to move the barrel after they had drained it, only to find it was surprisingly heavy and were shocked when the body of a naked man fell out. Uh. The website said that the body of the man had been shipped back from Jamaica 20 years ago by his <laughs> wife in the barrel of rum in order to avoid the cost and paperwork of an official return. <laughs> According to the website, workers said the rum in the 300-liter barrel had a special taste. <laughs> so they even decanted a few bottles of the liquor to take home. Oh, man. The wife has since died, and the man was buried in a proper grave. <laughs> oh, God, I would want to, like, rip my throat out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they drank the whole barrel. They got hammered on this stuff over and over. And handed it out. 300 liter barrel. That's 60 gallons or so. And they said, all they said was that it had a, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to puke just thinking about it. They said it had a special taste. <laughs> 20 years that dead guy was in there. How could that not taste like anything but corpse? Special. Tasted special. 
I mean, I guess that that I guess the the rum does a good job of preserving the bot. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it would definitely impart uh, yeah flavor. I mean, you know, dark rum or whatever. But I don't know. It depends on what kind of rum it is, I guess. Well, gotta impart some friggin' flavor. Know, if you put wood chips in there, it's gonna impart. You think a body doesn't? No, I'm, I'm saying it, I'm saying it did. But I wonder I wonder how uh, I wonder how much. You know what I mean? Ah, oh, this grosses me out. I wonder if the if the wife who put the guy in there at least you know bathed the dude, you know, before he just put him in, unless he just oh he died he's all sweaty and gross and you know <laughs> dead and he just you know shoved him in a rum. First of all, if she can't afford a burial, yeah, well how the hell is she gonna afford sixty gallons of rum? I maybe it but rum I guess in, in, in rum in Jamaica twenty years ago was cheap. I don't I guess, know. I guess it's like welfare checks, you know. Yeah, you stand in line, you're issued it. Even if it's a little expensive, it's cheaper than a casket and shipping a casket. Like actually shipping a body well, is, true, an ex- huh? is an expensive deal. I'm also thinking that in in terms of you know you saying whether or not she cleaned the body, yeah. I'm thinking if she's just gonna chuck him in a barrel of rum, she wasn't too concerned about how clean he is. Yeah, see that's gross, man. Oh God, wasn't there hair and shit in it? Like when they poured it out? <laughs> Maybe she shaved the guy. I don't know. You have to kind of wonder. I gotta look into this more. I gotta find out yeah. what's really happening. Well, after here. 20 years, I'm sure anything that was floating, you know, settled out, and maybe <sighs> it was all at the bottom. And all right, that's disgusting. I'm gonna move on. Thank you. <laughs> I gotta look into that more, though. It is disgusting. But those Hungarians—I mean, how long does it take to do a house? You know, maybe a month or two. They yeah. drink 60 gallons of rum between three people in a month. That's a lot. Yeah. You think that's a they lot even, of booze, You man. think they even thought twice about it? Like they went, "Oh, we've been drinking that," or they kind of didn't care. <laughs> like, eh. Yeah. What happens happens. Eh? I don't know. Is that what Hungarians sound that's, like? That's yeah. That's my Hungarian accent. What? You know, I had a barrel and a dead person and whatever. <laughs> now we dance. All right. Here's some important news for those of you uh, in the, I guess the Southwest. I think this is in. You sent me this. What is this for Texas? Well, I don't even know what it is, brother. AAA Auto Club uh-huh. South and Budweiser are including the Cinco de Mayo weekend in their tow-to-go program, which provides a free ride home and a tow to people who may have had too much to drink. I like this sort of thing. You guys yeah. have heard me kind of rant about this stuff before, the lack of sober driving programs in the United States. And I'm not talking about mad no. and dare. I'm talking about actual feasible and useful programs that get us home from the bars. Yeah. Because let's face it, we're going to drink there. Oh, yeah. The program started nine years ago, providing rides from Thanksgiving to the New Year's Day holiday season. AAA estimates the program has kept almost 5,000 potential drunken drivers off the road since it began. Great. AAA projects that a record number of travelers, 34.5 million nationwide, will take to the roads this weekend. And the program will be in effect to help make those roads safer across the southeast, it is. Tow2Go provides a ride home and a tow from a bar or restaurant free of charge to individuals who may have had too much alcohol. The service will be available on both Friday and Saturday of the Cinco de Mayo weekend. People can call 1-800-AAA-HELP. That's so awesome. 1-800-AAA-HELP. That's a great, great program. Tow2Go now covers the following events and holidays throughout the year. Super Bowl weekend, St. Patrick's Day, Cinco de de Mayo... And Demamayo, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Memorial Day weekend, Independence Day weekend, Labor Day weekend, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and New Year's Day. So, pretty cool. Cinco de Mayo falls on a Friday this year and has become an increasingly popular holiday. Ed Schatzman, <laughs> Senior Vice President of Automotive Services. Schatzman! I didn't make that up. For AAA Auto Club South, said in a statement, It is so important that if you are meeting a few friends after work or attending a party, that you never drive while impaired. And if you find yourself in a compromising situation, use programs like Toe to Go so we will not lose anyone else on our roadways. Thank you, Ed Schatzman. <laughs> Since 1982, Anheuser-Busch and its wholesalers have invested more than $500 million in national advertising campaigns and community-based programs like tow to go I'll tell you, Ugh. I've not seen any of them around here. No. There are absolutely zero drunken driving programs in the area that we live in. And I think part of that is because DUIs around here are big business for the government. Oh, yeah. They make a lot of money off of they them. They do. And it kind of pisses me off that they're willing to 
risk people's lives rather than provide programs for us to get home. Even the main train system that we have here, it's called BART here in the Bay Area. Bay Area Rapid Transit, we all call it BART. And it goes from the East Bay where we live all the way to the other side of the Bay to San Francisco. And a lot of people go out to the to the great brew pubs and, and bars that we have in San Francisco. And even the train that takes you from here to there on weekends shuts down at 12.30 at night. Yeah. So the bars close at 2. All the young people are out getting hammered right up until 2 o'clock. You can be sure of it. Oh, yeah. And they have to drive because the train doesn't even doesn't even run. The only, the only form of transportation that is provided for us shuts down two hours early. I've uh, I've been stranded out in the city at uh, 12.15. Things supposed to stop at 12.30, and they just said, well, there's not enough people, so we shut down. It's ridiculous. You can't, you can't do that. Be an advertised service like that and just decide to close whenever the hell you want. Yeah. Assholes. Sorry. <laughs> um, jerks, as John so, would say. Jerks. Good yeah, for we, these we need people, like and uh, I'm glad they're putting those programs out there. If you're in the southeast, call, what was it? 1-800-AAA-HELP, and uh, they'll come pick you up and tow you home. You're listening to Lunch Meet. We'll be right back. Boys Club. show that gives new meaning to the word filling. Lunch meat. Lunch meat. Welcome back to the Cinco de Mayo special. That's right. Of lunch meat. Happy birthday, New Mexico. <laughs> isn't, that what, isn't that what it is? I think that's what you explained at the beginning. Damn it. Exactly what it means. Sorry. I mean, yes. Yes. I had to play Boys Club just because of that rant about you. <laughs> that, and I think it is officially our new break song. That's fine. You know, maybe our oh, intro. Oh, the Boys Club is your, yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe our intro and our outro, too. <laughs> yeah, great. I actually, you know, I usually edit all the music out of the archives. I yeah. had to leave it in. To, I could not, I tried, because I'm supposed to yeah. edit out. You're not allowed to have music on demand. Bit of a copyright violation watch the uh, the lunch meat show be the downfall <laughs> of the, whole, of the whole thing i really tried hard to edit it out but it's it was just too funny it's a great song it was too funny so i left it into the last <laughs> one that's a big secret don't go spreading it around everybody but if you download last week's lunch meat it still has boys club are you gonna it. cut it out of this one i probably will yeah i can't just keep on doing it no just asking for trouble then <laughs> So the only thing this show really has to do with Cinco de Mayo was our, our brilliant intro where JP and I um, took the Rosetta Stone classes and learned uh, yeah. Spanish overnight, virtually. And uh, You can tell how good those classes are by our we're We're, we're our brilliant. Spanish. We're brilliant dudes. I mean, we know a lot of things. The other part that it has to do with Cinco de Mayo is our new game for the week, Refried Beans, which is... Uh, it's a good game, ladies and gentlemen. It's named a lot funnier than it actually is. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> the title of the game is a lot better than it actually. Well, you know, we gotta we gotta uh, you know be creative at some point, right? We have to pick. We can't just spread it around. Correct. You gotta go for the punches when you can. So refried breens. Refried reens is a game that we like to play here in order to commemorate. We do. And recognize famous Mexicans in history. We do like to play it. In fact, we don't just play it today and on September 16th, which everyone knows is Mexican Independence Day. Mm -hmm. We play it July 4th, yeah, May 3rd, whatever, you know, whatever, man. It doesn't matter to us. JP's we're really birthday, boring people, yeah. We're always playing refried beans. Because we do like to commemorate famous Mexicans throughout history. That's true. So basically, refried beans is us giving you some details about a famous Mexican in history and you guessing the Mexican. That's right. The number here is 888-401-BEER. Uh, you can also Skype us at the Brewing Network. I do regret to say that Natty's not in the chat room this week. That's he right. got a job. He sold out. Which is n you know, normally strictly forbidden here at the Brewing Network <laughs> that anybody gets a job. 
But in Natty's case, he needed to do it because the wife was going to kick him out. Yeah. So uh, he, he needed pot money. So we do have the chat room <laughs> open, and you can chat amongst yourselves. We'll try to chime mm-hmm. in at the breaks and and see what's happening. You can throw all your normal insults to us, and mm-hmm. we'll we'll be sure to get them after yes. the show. Yes. Because, uh, God forbid, we go on after the show feeling good about ourselves. Yeah, well, yeah. Our, our ego <laughs> needs to be chopped down a few, uh, a few yeah, pegs. Absolutely. Uh, so you can't give us the answers in the chat room. You're actually going to have to call 888-401-BEER or Skype us at the Brewing Network. JP, are you ready to give our first famous Mexican in history description? I sure am, my okay. friend. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. This famous Mexican was born in Miguel José Sierra at Petra on the Spanish island of Malacora, Spain. And at the age of 16, he traveled to Palma and entered the service of the Catholic Church. He's five feet, two inches tall. <laughs> he received a doctorate in philosophy. Uh-huh. And he taught at the convent of San Francisco. He has long flowing curls. That's right. That he just got permed. And he met JP That's at right. the bus stop. Hey, now. Nary Come a week on. ago. Don't so he's not even that. a famous Mexican. He's a famous he's Spaniard? A famous <laughs> <Spaniards>. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? JP, you couldn't find any famous Mexicans? Uh, no, well, he was actually, um, he was Spanish, and then he came over, and then he was uh, Mexican. By default? Yeah. <laughs> You're an no, he was, idiot. He was, he was born in Spain, but he became, he's a part of the Mexican culture. It doesn't, you know what I mean? They're all the same. Uh-huh. Spanish Mexican. They came from the same place. Was it Jose Cuervo? Dude, the people are supposed to guess this crap. 888-401-BEER. If you know your Spanish history, you can play refried beans with us. I got another clue for that one if you want. Do it. Founder of the missions of California, which were the first settlements of civilized man in California. I want to tell you all that. Hmm. It's easy. Is it Tattoo from Fantasy Island? See, <laughs> he's a famous Mexican. I think he was um, Guatemalan, but I guess it's all well. The you're same, using right? Spaniards. Why can't I use Guatemalans? Hey, all right, uh, I'm stupid. You can use Guatemalans. I don't think we're getting any guesses for yeah. that one. All right, well, keep that one hanging, and go ahead yeah, and give another us another. This guy's one. a Mexican, okay? okay. Bona fide. I just kind of did that one to throw you guys off. Ready? Go ahead. This guy was a Mexican labor activist and leader of the United Farm Workers. During the 20th century, he was a leading voice for migrant farm workers. And then it says people who move from place to place in order to find work, in case you didn't know mm-hmm. what a migrant farm worker was. Thank you. His tireless leadership focused national attention on these laborers' terrible working conditions, which eventually led to improvements. Yeah. It'll tell you what they were. But, but they uh, were improvements. They were improvements, right. That one's an easy one, folks. Come on. This one you can get. 888-401-BEER or Skype us at the Brewing Network. It's hard to, to find famous Mexicans because they're all famous in Mexico. <laughs> There's really not a famous Mexicans that Americans know besides Tattoo and um, Jennifer Lopez. And yeah. that's about it. You know what I mean? That's a famous Mexican if yeah. I ever saw. Isn't she Puerto Rican, though? I think she's Guatemalan. <laughs> Come on, that one that you just read, though, that's a good one. And, uh, I think uh, it's good. Definitely a respected and prominent figure in Mexican history. Yeah. And that one is easy to guess, especially for you Californians, and even more especially for those of you in the Bay Area. As another hint, there uh, are streets named after the person. Huh? You know, not only do we have to have fun, but we have to teach and, and, and you'd be a little serious. And this is a serious thing right here. Caller, you're on lunch meet. Yeah, I know your answer, buddy. Which one do you know, the first one or the second one? The second one. Go ahead. Uh, Cesar Chavez. That That's is correct. absolutely right. I prefer uh, Julio Cesar Chavez, please. Julio Cesar Chavez is okay. the man. And, and uh, yes, Jennifer Lopez is Puerto Rican. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's too bad, because I'd like to celebrate that. You Tacos know what I'm saying? You a J-Lo fan? Uh, in a visual sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I strictly meant in the muted sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, who really... In fact, it should have been on the list of uh, international rules of manhood. (laughs) You're only allowed to be a J-Lo fan on mute. That's right. Yeah. You don't don't go to a concert, but you certainly own all the videos. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) You at least tape them off of MTV. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, you're our winner. And uh, it's Bob, right? 
<sighs> Sorry, Bub. Bub's the master of the lunch meat competitions, I'll tell you that. That's true. Uh, well, but nobody else will bring it strong. That's Somebody's right. That's right. And that one that one wasn't too difficult. You're not even from easy. California, are you, Bub? No, not even a little bit. You just know your history. And, and not, I'm not Mexican either. Not even a little bit. You're not from or California. Puerto Rican or Spanish. Not even a little bit from California. <laughs> no one would have guessed that you weren't Mexican with a name like Bub, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you saw me. <laughs> Uh, we got what, what How many more do you have, JP? I, I got one. I have one more. Too. You got one more. Well, well I have the, the the first one, which I can't believe no one's getting, but uh, I have one more. All right. Which is actually a really cool one. I wonder if we should just keep Bub on the line to do him, or or see if anyone else wants to play. Uh, it's up to you. It's up to Bub, I think. I, I don't care one way or the other. I'm wandering around work trying to avoid doing something. That a boy. There you go. I think we should support that. I think that that's the motto of lunch meat. <laughs> that way, I don't feel so bad when I go back to work and do the same thing. Tune in to lunch meet. Try not to do something. <laughs> <laughs> Fridays. Okay, uh, go ahead, JP. Why don't we give give him yours? Okay. This gentleman was a Mexican engineer. He invented the color television set, founded the first television station in Mexico from his basement, and he made his the first video camera his first video camera from scrap materials at age 18. He patented the first color television in 1940. Wow. That same year, he started the first television broadcasting station in Latin America. Some years later, he invented a remote control and presented other patents that would head to lower costs of color television sets. Hey, I got you on the air, Crotchrod. Hang on a sec. Mm-hmm. So, did he invent all that color television, like, period, or just, like, invented yeah. it for Mexico? He invented the color television. And he was in Guadalajara, Jalisco. Which in in a Jalisco, lot of, yeah. yeah. Jalisco. What's up, Crotchrod? Hey, what's up, buddies? What's up, man? Um, I think your first answer is um, Sierra, S-E-R-R-A. Yes. Uh, Junipero or something like that. Junipero Sierra, please? Yeah. Is that it? Wow. Look at you. Google. And and I thought thought, um, a German did the uh, television. Uh, hey, Google doesn't lie, like Bub says. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know, I know all these facts. Yeah, JP found it on the internet, so it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> I found a website that says "Don't believe this site dot com." I don't know if that's true or not, but <laughs> all lies dot net. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're an idiot for broadcasting this dot com. <laughs> exactly. Broadradio.brewingnetwork.com. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, well, you guys both guessed it then. Nice. There's also a... It's funny how all the streets in San Francisco are named after these people. There's a Junipero Serra in San Francisco. There's also a Cesar Chavez Way or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know... the Communist Party headquarters? Yeah, it's right there on the same street. (laughs) All right, you guys want... I'll give you two the last one. This one is a soundbite of a famous Mexican in history. Please tell us who it is. You're looking for a nice fat mouse for dinner? (laughs) For dinner? Speedy Gonzalez. That's right. The famous, (laughs) the great Speedy Gonzalez. I'm going to put you on hold for a second, Karachirat. Yep. Stephanie Henning. You're on the phone with lunch meat. No, you hung up. Hello. Changing a diaper or something. Yeah, you still there, Karachirat? Yep. Okay. Oh, g- good guess on the Speedy Gonzalez. I would, I, I didn't get that one. Yeah. Tell that. That was called for Woody Hello, pussycat. You looking for a nice fat mouse for dinner? For dinner? You think that? Do you think that we would be able to get away with that kind of stuff now? I mean, that was in you know, in the 70s and whatever. Well, we're doing it right now, aren't no, we? No, but I mean, sure like he was Mexican and not Ecuadorian. <laughs> oh, he was Mexican. In fact. He he's the only Mexican who is more famous than Tattoo. Is, is, <laughs> is Tattoo even Mexican? Of course he no, was. No, he's from Kansas or something. He like is that. now. Yeah. Is, is, it, is it like uh, St. Patrick's Day? Everybody's Mexican today. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's <laughs> Irish on St. Patrick's Day. Everybody's Mexican on Cinco de Mayo. I'm gonna go sit in the shade. Not excluding myself. It's time for a siesta, everybody. Time for a siesta and go mow my lawn. <laughs> All right, Dennis. And uh, your, your last one is uh, Camarena. Yes. Oh, oh you, there you go. Guillermo Gonzalez Camarena. And and the information that you found there, Crotchrot, did he actually invent the, the television? It says invented the first color 
TX. What is TX? That's, and first that, that's TV short, XEG. That's shorthand for color television. TX? <laughs> I don't know, dude. And first TV uh, XEG. I think that means he invented the first colored Texan. It's very, <laughs> it's very different than the first color television. Did he mate with yeah. some uh, some buxom blonde down there? And yeah. <laughs> color <laughs> Texan? He got a color Texan. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks, you two, for playing uh, Refried Beans. Seriously. Yep. Uh, if we come up with anything to give you, we'll, we'll be sure to send it. Oh, okay. I wait with uh, bated breath. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. I'm sure you both do. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. We'll, we'll see you. We'll send them some decanters of rum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great idea. I want to try that. A brilliant idea. All right, uh, when we come back, I have one more Lunch Meat Minute to play for you all. You okay. are tuned in to Lunch Meat. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on this happy Cinco de Mayo. This is by request for a brand new Lunch Meat listener listening live for the very first time. <laughs> sound even remotely Mexican. I wasn't. I was trying to be Venezuelan. Ass. Welcome back to Lunch Meet, everybody. Every time I hear that, that intro coming back, I want to do a giant jump kick a la Diamond Dave. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I do. But it's I, rock and roll. I tear a lot of things. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah so uh, let me give you a little background of the show here. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, JP and I will e- my email ideas back and forth. JP likes to send me every piece of news he finds <laughs> on the planet. I he do. doesn't read them. No. He, ex- he sends them, he, he reads a headline, and sa- I get 15 an hour that I'm supposed to read through. That's true. Today, he sends me a list of <laughs> actors that are uncircumcised. <laughs> Well, it's a great list, man. I'm going like, why am I, what do I give? Uh, what do I care about these people that are uns- <laughs> I think it's hilarious myself. It's a game. I don't know. They're ideas, man. It's an idea for a great game. Guess the uncircumcised actor and you, <laughs> you yeah. give a list. I guess it, who, you can't search for that. I don't, I doubt if you'd search for a list of uncircumcised actors, you'd get that. I found that. Yeah, well, then how did you? Fa- doing a search for uh, famous Mexican actors. I see. And I got a list of like 400 actors who have come out that says that they're uncircumcised and proud. And were many of them famous? Um, I didn't really read the list. I just kind of saw it and said, hey, that's pretty funny. And I send it over to you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I chose to edit that out of our content for today. <laughs> for this, so you guys can, can thank me later that we didn't discuss famous penises for half of the show. As, as <laughs> I gay, think you should throw a couple of them out. As gay P would have enjoyed us doing. <laughs> I think I deleted it, or at I'll least it I at least saved it for my own private use later. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I did. There's no pictures. Here's another lunch meat minute, and don't forget that you uh, can leave us a rant as well. We love all listener comments at 206-888-4645. That's 206-888-4645, and uh, you too can be on lunch meat. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Now, now I got to take a phone call before for doing it. Caller, you're on the air. Hi, this is Raul. <laughs> Raul. So, uh, hey, baby. So you uh, you had a little rendezvous with JP at the bus stop, huh? Yeah, it was a fun time. We eventually made it back to my place, though. Yeah, and uh, and so you're you're really just pissed off because he told you it was special and he didn't call you in the morning. Yeah, I, I can't believe that. He's he's just like every other man. <laughs> Get a little piece of ass and walk out in the morning. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I only hang around if it's decent, you know what I mean? He is from out of town, you know. I know, but long-distance relationships can work, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to put a little bit more effort into them. And, uh, JP, why did you tell Raul that you were the CEO of a brewing company? I I don't know. I, I guess I just wanted to impress him. I don't know. I don't really remember too much. It was a blur. <laughs> I think uh, um, I left to the bathroom the first time, came back, and had some more of my drink. 
and after then things got fuzzy. So <laughs> yeah. maybe I was uh, maybe he maybe Raul's a predator. Did you roofie JP Raul? <laughs> Yeah, that was a roofie. You must have drank unintended. But you don't remember my place? That particular no. roofie was not called the date rape drug. It was the gay rape drug. <laughs> they rattle. I, I mean, I woke up and I and I thought, I'm, I'm not drinking any more uh, paps because it makes my ass bleed. But <laughs> I guess now we, now we know. <laughs> That's disgusting. Uh, well, the good news is I can drink paps again. <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh, JP, while he was in that shitter at the bus stop, he wrote the lunch meet minute phone number <laughs> on the wall, so that whoever goes, so that we might get some more phone calls from the bus stop. Yeah. For our lunch meet. I wrote it in a couple places. <laughs> Did It'd be you? Good. Yeah. A couple of bathrooms uh, at different gay bars throughout the city. <laughs> Raul, did you did you two when you left bus stop frequent uh, some other uh, gay bars or did you just go right back to your place? No, we went back to my place. <laughs> That's what the gay yeah, drug will we, do. Yeah, uh, we're having some fun, you know. We're dressing up. We're playing good prisoner, bad prisoner. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank, thank you for the call, Raul. Yeah, I'm gonna go You're shower. Welcome. Bye. JP, call me. Oh, Bye-bye. I'll I'll do that. <laughs> I need to take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Raul out. <laughs> Raul out. Oh, that's disgusting. Here is our other lunch meat minute for the week. Hey, Justin. As an Australian brewer, I just want you to know how jealous I am of the equipment that you guys uh, have available to you in the States. If I could get my hands on some of that stuff, well, we, here in Australia, we gotta build all of that stuff ourselves. And when you're a brewer and not a handyman, that's a real pain in the ass. So, you guys, just every time you brew with your ingredients and your fresh hops and your yeasts at good prices, you just think how lucky you guys are, cause we ain't got it anywhere near that good. Enjoy the show. Enjoy your week off this this Sunday. Uh, look forward to hearing from you in a couple of weeks' time. There you go. That's Michael that from good. Australia. That was good. And uh, giving us the other side of the rant. Yeah. And speaking of getting your hands on American equipment, that Raul, <laughs> really, uh, you really, really hooked him in, JP. He's all caught up. Well, you know how it goes, man. Yeah, it is interesting. We hear a lot from the Australians that we've got a lot more access here. It's a lot easier for us, obviously. And, and you know, we know we don't take it for granted. That's for yeah. sure. I don't. I certainly don't take for granted that the, you know, my local homebrew shop is ten minutes away, and it's probably the biggest, if not the best, homebrew shop in the country. You know, I yeah. certainly don't take that for granted. And um, you know, just a good comment from Michael, just kind of saying, feel lucky. Uh, not only do we have access to these things, we get fresh stuff. The hops that they get there, I hear, are real stale and old. Yeah. And uh, well, I, I hear a lot of it is because there's not a whole lot of, uh, you know, it's all you know, kit and kilo kind of people doing it from the stores, and not a whole lot of people visit yeah. their shops. So right. it's also, um, you know, I think on the brewer's shoulders out there to go to the shops and 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 demand fresh stuff and uh, and keep visiting these shops to t- get the turnover. Yeah. I mean, the owners only buy whatever they can sell. And if it's not profitable, they're not going to be in business. Yeah, exactly. So you need to support uh, your local shop wherever you are all over the world. Especially there. I know that uh, Graham Crappers was putting together a big <laughs> hop buy. Yeah, out how there. did that work? I don't know. I don't, I, don't rem- I don't know the outcome. If anybody knows that, you can uh, either send it to me or call us up. Got a couple minutes left in the show. But he was trying to organize a big thing. And all of the shops around there were really fighting him and calling him a douchebag for because he was undercutting them. Yeah. And he didn't feel a bit bad about it. He said, you know what? I, I wouldn't have to undercut you if you got fresh hops. So I'm doing it myself. Yeah, but on the other side, you know, like I said, it's... They they can only you know they can only do so much the shop owners can. I, yeah, but I think that there's a whole other racket involved that Graham that I didn't really understand was happening there. So I I, I think there's a little more to it than just mm-hmm. them deciding they're not going to sell them, so don't bring them in. Uh, it's a whole other thing than that. Huh. Uh, so anyway, a cool lunch meet minute there from Michael out in Australia, just letting us know to be thankful yeah. here in the states for all the access Man. that we have to things. Homebrewing's going big out there. I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's very cool. 
lunch meet on tour in Australia. Now that's a good time right that there. That would be that would be fun. Maybe that's, Raul will help out. May, hopefully, he right? can uh, carry our equipment. He'll be the beer bitch. <laughs> as long as he doesn't slip gay rape drugs into everybody's <laughs> beer. Very interesting, man. All right, why don't we close out the show today? We do not have a homebrew club spotlight. That's if true. you are in a homebrew club and you'd like us to give you a spotlight, let people know about what you do, you can contact JP at JP at morebeer.com. That's right. Very simple. And He'll I will even, answer in will, eight seconds. In eight seconds flat, he will answer you right away if you want your homebrew spotlighted here yeah. on the show. You know how many emails I got from you <laughs> the other week? Yeah, you oh, said that? Saying that yeah. Oh, man. That's great. It was fun. So bombard JP again if you got a homebrew club and, and let us know. The Lunch Meet Minute voicemail is 206-888-4645. You too can leave us any rant that you want. We'll put it on the air as long as it's not completely retarded because there's enough of that going on in between the Lunch Meet Minutes here on the show. For this whole hour, the retard hour. To wrap things up and to make sure that you have a good Cinco de Mayo, we're going to say a couple of things to you. One is please be safe and drive safe and find a designated driver. Don't drive drunk, but feel free to get thoroughly hammered. Yes. Just don't get behind the wheel when you do so. Uh, if you do get behind the wheel and you're in the southeast, you can call a program such as 1-800-AAA-HELP. They'll give you a ride home and also tow your car, and that's a really important thing to keep in mind. Not only that, watch out for the other guys who are not heeding this advice uh, they're the ones to worry about if just because you're being responsible doesn't mean that the guy next to you uh, is also that's so defensive driving folks. watch out for the other guys and finally to give you a good Cinco de Mayo JP will read to you a recipe for tortillas we will see you next week right here on lunch meat okay you take three cups of flour two teaspoons of salt three quarter cup shortening three-quarter cup warm water, two teaspoons baking powder. Combine flour, baking powder, and salt. Using your clean hands, not dirty ones, clean hands, cut in the shortening until mixture is crumbly. Add about three-quarter cups hot water. Again, with your hands, knead the mixture, making sure to get the dough clinging around the sides of the bowl. After an hour, take the dough out and make it into 10 to 12 smaller balls, Justin. Small balls. Lightly flour the area where you will roll it out. Place each tortilla on a medium-hot cast-iron skillet and cook for approximately one to two minutes on each side. Eat warm or enjoy cold. Esta muchacha estoy viendo es facila, por favor, en cama. 